Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about ethical hacking. It's my pleasure to be speaking today with Terry Cutler. He's Vice President of Cyber at Circo Investigation and Protection. Terry, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Terry, to start out with, what is a psyologist, as you've coined the term? Perfect. Uh, basically, a psychologist is a, is a term I trademarked back in 2016 that describes someone who works in this crazy complex world of cybersecurity who can bring together solutions from various verticals and help prevent or at least frustrate the, eth the, like, the efforts of a, of a cyber criminal that will help law enforcement attribute them and then you know, make them make more moves so they can be detected. Then this will eventually help uh, enterprises and consumers get, get like an early warning detection system in place. Terry, I want to ask you sort of a rhetorical question, and that is, why do organizations need ethical hacking? And I guess the follow-up would be, whose ethics are we using? Okay, that's a good question. So right now, in the last year and a half, there's been some heavy cyber attacks happening. And whether corporations like it or not, they're actually being tested by cyber, uh, cyber criminals as we speak. So... The thing with ethical hackers is that we're mandated and authorized by the client to legally try to hack them, tell them where all the holes are and help them plug it before the malicious hackers get in and destroy their business. We don't just test technologies, right? We also test people. So we, we try to fish them, uh, social engineer them. So as an example, say I'm doing a, a penetration test and I'll walk into the smokers area uh, holding a bunch of boxes and they'll actually hold the door open for me and walk right into the business. And if I find an open network jack, I plug in a Wi-Fi that allows me to access it from the parking lot. You know, so we, we test both technology and people. Uh, given that, Terry, what is some of what you have uncovered in your hackings regarding organizations' cybersecurity preparedness? What I've noticed is that a lot of businesses are just not ready, right? They don't see the attacks coming, so they have no visibility. You know, some examples could be like the IT departments aren't getting the proper alerts. So... I can be hired by the VP of the company and I'll be sitting in their office right beside them and I'm hammering the network and the IT guys never show up at my door to shut me down. So again, we're not just testing systems, we're testing the people too. We want to make sure the IT guys are getting the proper alerts. Um, and some of the stuff I come across, like uh, uh, I could pull out digital signatures of the VPs. I can get access to their financial information. I even get access sometimes to their payroll system. Uh, I even tried tests where I broke into their payroll system and created myself as a vendor and tried to pass a million dollar invoice through it just to see if they would catch it. Uh, scan passports. Um, again, you know, a lot of managers don't see the, cyber, the need for cybersecurity until it's too late. And that's, that's, a, that's a common problem I'm coming up with very often. They'll say, I'm compliant. But even though you're compliant doesn't mean you're secure. Terry, you've made the points a couple of times here that you don't need to test just IT. You need to test people as well. What should ethical hackers be doing for organizations? I think one of the things they should be doing is actually helping train their employees, you know, awareness training. Uh, I mean, because obviously, like, you know, we know how to break into these, these places. So if the, if the users are familiar with some of our tactics, it will at least thwart or, or frustrate the efforts of a, a future attacks coming through. That was a challenge that I was having personally because I was being asked to present in so many places at the same time. So I couldn't be in 50 places at once. So I actually created an online learning program uh, called Internet Safety University that allows people to subscribe to and have access to like six hours of content of how I break in organizations and how they can defend themselves, all in layman's terms. Terry, how are your efforts and ethical hackers' efforts different from what a red team does for an organization? 
Okay, so if we discuss quickly what a red team is, it's basically a group of highly trained cybersecurity experts that are they're kind of trained in their niche discipline in cybersecurity, such as web application testing, physical security, and network security. And as a group, they're going to unleash a well-planned cyber attack against the customer just to see how they handle the situation, right? So it's very expensive. But at the same time, it's very different from just a penetration tester because the results that they're going to get are really dependent on the experience of the, the experience uh, of the tester himself, you know, how much experience he has. So as a penetration tester, we're trying to learn as much as we can uh, from folks that are red teaming, but we can't know everything. And, and customers don't really have like a $70,000 budget up front to bring in a red team just to test their, their systems. Terry, one last question for you. In the Western world, nations such as the United States criminalize their hacking resources. And we see other countries, some of our adversaries, where they're actually used as a national and natural resource. Do we need to change our approach to how we treat our hacking resources? I, I think we do, yeah. I think the whole cybersecurity industry needs a revamp. So <clears throat> think about it. If we look at uh, information security today, uh, we can see that the, the various techniques and, and technologies that we're using are not working very well or barely working at all. For example, the Verizon data breach report that came out, it clearly shows that technology isn't stopping the hacks. It's really third parties that are, that are reporting the breach for them. So uh, one of the challenges that I have as, as a penetration tester is I'll come back with a 100-page report, and it'll be the same recommendation that we've been doing for the last 10 years, you know, update your antivirus, make sure you're fully patched, you know, uh, implement a, an intrusion prevention system. But a lot of the customers don't implement nearly half the report, you know? So, and if they, even if they did, it wouldn't be enough to stop a, a really advanced penetration tester or a malicious hacker. So we need to start looking at new technologies that allows us to hack back. Now, I'm not, think, I'm not talking about like actually hacking back the hacker in, in traditional terms that you're thinking. It's basically techniques and technologies that will allow companies to frustrate the efforts of an attacker. I'll give you an example. Um, one of the things that hackers will do, they'll come in and, and do what's called a web crawl on your website or your infrastructure. Well, using a honeypot technology, we can detect that this crawl is happening and then make them land into what's called recursive folders. So it makes their tools fall into a loop and eventually like it'll, it'll cause the tool to crash on the hacker's, eye, on the hacker's uh, side. So there's, there's, there's nothing worse than having an IT systems tool that's been running all night and he'll find it crashed in the morning. And one of the things we need to do too is, is attribution. So a lot of companies are being attacked right now through uh, anonymous uh, sources, through torrents or VPNs, and they don't know what's happening. But if we put up a system such as, say, a fake control panel, a Cisco control panel, and the moment that they try to enable the Java, for example, we can run a code on the, on the hacker's computer, which will do a site survey and monitor all the Wi-Fi's in his area that will help us triangulate him and give us his you know, latitude and longitude uh, of actually where he is. And then provide that information to law enforcement and say, hey, this is the guy who attacked our site. So that's the goal. And I find a lot of the materials right now are, are, they have a mindset that, you know, hacking back is bad. Or the other challenge I'm seeing is that a lot of the other professionals in the industry, like such as forensics folks, uh, compliance folks, architecture folks, they're not all talking together. You know, if we had a, a better platform that we can all collaborate on and build um, 
new methodologies that would allow us that allow us to stop these hackers uh, more promptly. I think that's exactly what we need. Very good, Terry. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. We've been talking about ethical hacking, and I've been speaking with Terry Cutler, Vice President of Cyber with Circle Investigation and Protection. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.